Hello everybody, this is Rob. And Anna Marie. And welcome to the very first episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. Woo woo woo! We are super excited to be here and we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to give it a go anyway. <laughs> so bear with us as we muddle through. <laughs> yes. Um, we are planning on having a pretty uh, structured podcast uh, in the next episodes moving forward, but this one is going to be a little different. It's going to be more of a, a ramble. Um, and we uh, we decided to kind of talk about who we are as far as gamers and where we came from and how we got here. It's a very thrilling topic, yeah. so it'll keep you enthralled well, yeah. on the edge of your seats. Not many people outside of our group really know a whole lot about us. You know, some of the, uh, the people we've been meeting online and through the uh, Cardboard Conjecture, which have been playing Wednesday's cast, all these Canadian content creators, we've started to get to know them. But truly, uh, I think a lot of people have a lot to learn about us. Um, so we thought we would kind of start chatting about what games we started playing. Like when, as far back as when we were kids, what did we play? Who did we play with? What was in the house? And how did we get here? And yeah, and how did we get from that point yeah. all the way to sitting here in front of these two microphones? I'm actually curious to see after we do this if anybody else has started similarly to the same place. Any of the same games that uh, that we kind of started with. Yeah, I would wager um, that a lot of people are going to have very similar stories to ours, actually. But, um, yeah, let's, let's get it going here. So, when I was a kid, um, well, I mean, classically, I was huge into Monopoly. That was um, just what we had, me and my brother, and not so much my parents... I mean, they played the odd times, but I would play with my grandma and some of our friends and just play classic games of Monopoly, where I would always lose. <laughs> and my brother, just being way smarter than I am and older than me, uh, he would always, always break the game in some fashion and, and pro I, I suspect cheat. Well, I was going to say, yes. I have two things to add. I also played Monopoly as a kid. I loved it. I was the person who could sit there and play for hours and not get sick of it. Um, I yeah, fully, I was in that boat. I, I, yeah. I was one of the people that didn't get sick of it either. So I, I can fully say my sister cheated. Um, oh, with yes, certainty. I, I imagine she did, yes. <laughs> So I know that much. I suspect my brother did just because he won almost always. Um, but I can't really prove it. I can't think back to anything specifically, but yeah, I don't know. Monopoly, but you know, Monopoly's Monopoly. It was a lot of fun for what it was, uh, but we're way past that, obviously. But I also did have an original, uh, an original box of Mousetrap. And that was the one zany game that everybody saw the commercials for that every kid wanted under the tree at Christmas time. And we did get a copy. I don't remember if we got a brand new copy or if it was given to us or not, but it did work. And it uh, it was it was a lot of fun back in the day. We did play a lot of Mousetrap. Well, I never had Mousetrap, actually, and I don't think I have ever played that game. Yeah, I think I'm the only person I knew of uh, in my group of friends that had it. I, yeah, I have not. I, I actually started my gaming career a lot younger, <laughs> so yeah. my, uh, my first memory of a board game, and I cannot remember the name of this. So if any of you out there know it, I, I'd be amazed to hear this. Um, but it's it was all about fruit trees. And uh, it was just a basic game where there were four player boards, um, all with a picture of a tree. 
you had five pieces, or sorry, I guess five wooden pieces, um, five different colors, each with a picture of a fruit on them. And uh, Yeah, I think I can picture what you're talking about. Yeah, and there were five circles on the tree, and you basically rolled the die. It was a just a regular six-sided die, and it had colors, just a circle for a color. Um, each of the five colors plus a blue. Blue is wild. You basically rolled. Um, if you got an orange, you would take your orange wooden piece with a picture of an yeah. orange on it, put it on a tree. Yeah. Um, whoever filled it up first won. But that um, that was one of my very first games that I remember playing, and I loved it. And I played it all the time, mostly with my mom. But, yeah. you know, that was one of my first ones. The other ones I played, like I would say preschool, would be they were more like educational ones that I think my mom got from a home party and you know, like, what's a home party, home party, you know, like party light, Arbonne, oh, like a Tupperware. Door door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those gotcha. kinds of things. Yeah. And it was, um, they had that for board games. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know what it was for or if there were just board games or part of it, but they came in, um, like these blue edged boxes. Uh, one of them was about, it was like, I don't know, I'll say Three Witches or Witches Brew or Hocus Pocus, something like hmm. that. Okay. I don't know if it was a matching game, um, but I remember it had witches on the cover. Um, another one was a word game. So it was like a word search where you got a, you picked a, you picked a picture of a, say like a giant and it had right. the word giant written underneath it. And then there were, it was kind of had an, a memory element because you had to flip them over and you would find like GI and then you're like, oh, that's the first part of my word. And then you would flip over other cards until you found ant, and you'd put them together. So it kind of helped you learn. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, those were kind of my very first kind of games. Yeah, yeah. Um, some games I, I recall playing a lot. Like, I did a lot with my grandma. My parents weren't huge into board games. We played some when we'd go, or not, especially not board games, but card games. They'd play some card games. But my grandma was big into all of that stuff. So she taught me Rummy and Crazy Eights when I was really young and we used to play that a lot with her and uh yeah that got me introduced into card games I would say it was Rummy and Crazy Eights and playing that as like a five and six year old was pretty cool right oh definitely I had on my list here I had you know Go Fish, War, yep, Crazy yep. Eights, Old Maid, Crib. Old Maid yeah that's right oh Crib, Crib you know I didn't play until well basically since we got married yeah I hadn't ever played Crib um and I love it now um, but yeah, that's a game I'd never played. I had a, I played a version of, uh, it was called Crazy Rummy and it was like seven rounds and you had 13 cards in your hand and I, and I loved it. And I didn't realize until later in life that Rummy was actually a game. I learned this Crazy Rummy before I ever played Rummy and I still to this day have not played Gin, which I think is a, a Rummy. And yeah, no, I haven't played it either. No. I've always wanted to, but I've never, I got to figure out how to play Gin. Got to try that one out. You know, one board game I, I, I just thought about now, actually, uh, talking about my parents, is I did play a lot and learn a lot of chess from my dad. And I used to play that against my brother, and I used to beat him all the time <laughs> at chess. Cheat in chess. No. If and you're I paying attention, to, I guess. Yeah, I used to be really good at chess. I think I'm still probably all, pretty all right at it. But, yeah, chess was the main board game, I would think. Because we, we weren't a checkers house. We weren't a Chinese checkers house. We weren't much at all other than chess and monopoly i would guess i was never good at chess i never had any no i didn't really learn chess and that's funny not until really we got yeah, married and right, you yeah. tried to teach me and i'm just hopeless yeah. at it but but yeah i played war and connect four and 
um, operation. We had an operation. I think we got that second hand. That was pretty fun. And one that I saw pop up on Twitter the other day. I don't remember who posted it, but um, it reminded me of this game that we had, and it was called Rattle Me Bones, and it was this pirate skeleton. Sitting, oh, I wish I had a, that game. Yeah, I've never heard of it. He was sitting on a on a, a, a chair, and he he would sit there, and you had to hang all these trinkets on him and on his chair and stuff, and you had to get the trinkets off of him without waking him up. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, and you'd have to pull them off. Kind of similar style, it's supposed to operation, but you'd have to pull the little trinkets off without waking him up. And if you did wake him up, he'd flip out and all, he'd rattle around <laughs> and everything go flying off and you would lose. It was really hilarious. But I saw someone post that on Twitter just this week and it just reminded me of that. So I did have that too. Well, that's fun. Of those kinds of games, you were mentioning Operation. I didn't have Operation. Um, my friends had it and, you know, I played that. Um, but I had games like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Snakes and Ladders. Oh, yeah. No, I did play a lot things. of Snakes and Ladders too, yeah. And I had this one game. It was called Ants in My Pants. I think I had that too. That's, yeah. That's coming back to me. I was thinking about it and I'm like, that might actually be the very first dexterity game I've ever played. And, <laughs> you know, you had the little plastic ants and you hit like the back part of it and you had to yeah, yeah, jump it into yeah. this because plastic they were blue pair of trousers. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to <laughs> kind of push down and they'd flick yeah. up into the air. No, I definitely had that. Yeah, yeah that's I liked funny. that one. I forgot that was all a fun about game. that one. And what is another one? Oh, re- uh, Rebound that we just played. Yeah. As part of the What You've Been Playing cast, we did a, like a retro gaming chat on that show. And yeah, Rebound. I used to play that a lot as a kid, and so did you. I did. And we yeah. actually have your copy of the game here. And yeah, that's the, the one Ratty which kind of like... box. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like uh, curling and shuffleboard, but it goes down to the end and it rebounds and it comes back at you. And it, yeah, it's just, a, it's a fun... With the original elastic yeah. still on there. Yeah, yeah. Original elastic. <laughs> and... I played Kerplunk. I had Kerplunk, oh, Kerplunk and I right. loved yeah. that game. Yeah, you pull the pull the sticks out and marbles try to keep the marbles down. from yeah. falling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. right. We played um, my grandma. I didn't have it, but my grandma had Rummy Cube. Um, we played that. I also played Connect Four. You'd mentioned that Trouble. Oh, yeah. Connect Four is great. Typical Trouble, but um, that that was kind of actually. You had mentioned Monopoly. We talked about it earlier. Um, I had it on here. That Monopoly was one I actually I really remember vividly getting. I got this, I believe, on my at my second grade birthday party. So I'm turning eight, probably. And I got it from two twins um, in my class, JD and Jasmine. And they got me <laughs> together uh, Monopoly. And I just remember vividly getting it, opening it, and loving it. And yeah, I've always loved that game. Yeah, Monopoly is a classic. As much as people hate on it, it is a classic. And a foundation to what the hobby is today, for sure. Aside from those, we had touched on cards too, but my... Um, my car, my family was huge into cards, like my mom, my grandma, my aunties, my cousins, like all that. They played um, probably my favorite card game. It's called Canasta. And I've never. Oh no! Did we, we play did, that? We did when play we were it in once. Hawaii. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Never, I, yeah. I remember, but I don't remember. Oh, and it was so much fun. And as a kid, all I wanted to do was play it. But um, I, my hands were too small. I there were never enough people. I was always you know, just sitting and watching the adults play basically. So I got to sit in my mom's lap and I picked up her cards. <laughs> that was my involvement, but I love that game. And I, uh, yeah, lots of cards in my family growing up tons. Yeah. Card games are great. So that pretty much sums up my, uh, elementary school playing game playing days. Um, middle school yeah. was kind of a dry spell. 
<laughs> for me. I agree and disagree at the same time. I was I was certainly more focused. What what did you play? Middle school, I I'm, I just didn't have a ton of friends who played it. So again, it was my mom. My mom played a lot of games with me. So thanks, mom. I appreciate you. Uh, but we played, you know, Tribond, Othello. Um, I made her. Yeah, those are other games that we uh, mentioned on the uh, that throwback episode there. Yeah, and one one that uh, I begged her to get. So we finally did get it. Was Disney Trivial Pursuit, and I was terrible at the re- regular Trivial Pursuit. So I was like, Disney, I'll slay it. I know all this stuff. Not so. I was terrible. I I think I played it a handful of times, and I basically had to kick out every. Um, Every concept in there, every like category except the entertainment one, it was the only one I maybe had a chance at in winning. So on that game, only the the entertainment section was actually talking about Disney, or what? Oh, they were all talking about Disney, but nothing that I knew of, what, like, like the business of Disney. Oh or? yeah, like they, really? it was okay. crazy. I knew nothing about the, <laughs> the cards in there. Yeah, I thought it was a more kid friendly version, <laughs> not at all. That is bizarre to oh. like to have a a theme or you know of disney but then to be asking like what were the stocks of disney oh. worth in 1969 <laughs> yeah no that's that's bizarre that was basically my middle school high school that's all i really did played games with my mom and it was a, more cards yeah yeah my yeah mine was mine mine uh, uh ratcheted up a notch for sure i got a lot more focused uh this is when i first discovered risk and we used to play huge games of risk. I've still never of, played a game risk. of risk. What? Never. Oh, I've never played gracious. a game of risk. Um, well, we'll we have to rectify that because it, it, it is an amazing game. It, <laughs> and it's it's a, it's my like almost my purest game where it's purely about domination. We're wiping people off the map. And I know that that's not a lot of fun these days, but I sure enjoyed it back in the day <laughs> because I was really good at this game. And you played with a lot of people that yeah. were also into it and also oh, very much really so. good at it. So it was a good group of people to yeah. play with. There was uh, myself and about five others that would play. Um, every few months, we'd have a good risk day. And just no mercy and everybody yeah, no knowing mercy. there was no mercy. No no mercy at all. And we would play for, you know, two, three hours and pause and go get dinner and then keep going again and play for another two, three hours. And it was they were generally really epic battles. But another thing that I did in, in around middle school was I noticed uh, Magic the Gathering. So it, it had uh, kind of started to really become a thing. And this I'm talking about in 1999. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Well, a lot <laughs> I'd of people, never yeah. heard of it. I, I knew I'd, I'd heard of it and I'd seen a lot of kids playing it in the uh, library. But I didn't know quite what it was. I knew they were playing a card game, and it was something to do fantasy-type thing with knights and goblins. But I didn't really know much about it, and I kind of, you know, I was with a crew that wasn't into that, so I I just kind of kept my eye on it, but never really talked about it. But then I remember one day I was out in the amphitheater uh, over top of one of the sports fields, and somebody had taken hundreds of magic cards and just thrown them in the air. And they were everywhere. What? All over the amphitheater steps. Magic cards everywhere. So this is the first time I'd actually seen them up close because I was walking through there, I think on my way home from rugby practice. And I was walking up the steps and I'm, what are these? And I'm looking at it and there's cards everywhere. And I was like, oh, these are those, these are the cards that those kids were playing. And uh, so I was like, oh, these kind of actually look cool. I was reading some of them. And Did you go around picking them all up? I did. I picked up every <laughs> card. 
<laughs> so you probably made some mad yeah. cash if you'd have kept those cars. Yeah, I had like 20 minutes or so before the bus, and I just went around and I picked up all the cards. And I'm I'm serious. I'm talking probably 200 cards. Only I picked up, and I just walked up and down the steps collecting these things. And then I took them home, and I was looking at them, and then I started doing some uh, research on these things, and. I was talking to some of the kids at school about it. I was going to say, how did you do research at that time? We didn't have, like... No, We, no. we didn't have the internet. <laughs> no, well, I kind of had or the internet. kind but, of, but not really. No, but um, I started to figure it out, and then I, I talked to some of the kids at the school about it, and then I went to the local card shop. There was actually a game store in West... Well, it was West Bank at the time, uh, now West Kelowna, but it was called Dragon Cards, and there's this tiny little hole-in-the-wall game store. And I went in there and I bought a couple boxes of uh, of the current set that was going on. And I made some decks and I ended up playing some games with some friends. And uh, we actually kind of got going in it. I, I, quite, I played it quite a bit, but not so much at school, but like on my own time at home. And um, against a couple buddies from the neighborhood. And yeah, we did a lot of magic. That's when I started getting into magic, around 99. But then after... <laughs> after middle school <laughs> you go to high school and <laughs> high school uh you were a different ball game you were a social outcast if anyone knew you were touching these things so i had to abandon magic altogether uh for the sake of wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, wah, wah, trying to uh trying to have an attempt at getting a girlfriend at that point <laughs> was the only way it was i had to separate myself from magic altogether so i did and but 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 risk hung on so we did keep doing our risk battles every few months or so but uh, magic took a took a hike and but i do still have every one of those cards no way right here right beside us in that right in the glass there i knew you had a lot of cards but i never knew you had found them on on like the steps of the amphitheater i have every single one of them sitting here right now that's crazy um but yeah in high school was more about risk and uh didn't have a whole time for a lot of time for board games that's the thing yeah i was was in like tons of sports academics and and sports you know nobody else really playing was a big deal i was a rugby maniac back then so i was too busy winning championships (laughs) (laughs) not modest at all over here (laughs) no joke no joke double a school beating all the triple a schools so um but that's aside uh (laughs) Um, but yeah, after high school, uh, after high school, cause what you didn't do much in high school. No, yeah, so not much into the college years and, and into our early twenties. Um, you can, you, I, I talked a bit here. You can, you can talk about something. Yeah. I mean, this was more with you. Um, we, True. we started playing, um, you know, friends in the weekend and stuff playing, uh, cranium and, uh. And Scriblish, Taboo. I yeah. love Taboo. I still do. I think it's so fun. I still love so all fun. three of those. Cranium, Scriblish, and Taboo are all hilarious. Especially if you've had <laughs> two or three Wobbly Pops. Yes. I um, I always used to get, um, what, what would you call it? Criticized, maybe? Maybe too harsh of a word by this lovely fellow sitting next to me for yeah. buzzing too much. And you would. <laughs> but no, but that's the rules. No, but you were. <laughs> but it's also fun having a buzzer. Yeah, the yeah the buzzer is kind of fun to press. Yes, but I'm not as crazy now. I've settled no, down. No, but mind you, we haven't played taboo. In a we while. haven't, but it's a kind of makes me want to though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, those we did play a lot of the, the party style group fun yeah. type silly games. Lots of those games. Yeah, lots of those all night long. Um, but yeah, those but, are kind of the main ones after yeah. high school for me. 
for me uh, into college, I would full on skip classes and almost skip an entire day's worth of classes at some points just to play hearts and spades in the cafeteria <laughs> with people oh, that, that were coming and fun. going from class. Except I wouldn't and I'd skip. They're like, oh, you got to stay. You gotta, we're going to play hearts. And I'm like, oh, I've got history. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I'll sit down and I'll play. <laughs> and so sometimes I would skip Kids, hours Kids, if you're listening, class. don't skip Yeah, don't class. do that. It was a, don't do it. It was it. stupid. It was really bad. I, didn't, I shouldn't have done that. It cost me in, in many ways. But, but you got really good at hearts and spades. I did, yeah, and it got me here. So, um, but yeah, hearts and spades, like the trick taking games. That was my actually my first introduction to trick taking was back there in in college. So that was in the, in about two thousand three. Yep. Um, where... You know, I never played trick taking games either. I know my no. mom had played bridge and things like that, but I never learned it. That's one of the card games I had never learned. Um, no, yeah. trick taking was foreign to me um, when I and then Kaiser. I was obsessed with it. My parents, my mom and grandparents and stuff played Kaiser. So I remember hmm. seeing that, but... Well, that, I have not played that one. Neither but I probably I. played an iteration of it. I mean, all yeah. these games are very, very similar. But yeah, Hearts and Spades was a big deal. Still playing Risk at that point. Not with you, but nope. with the fellas. Never um, with me. But then a big one that I got introduced to on, I would say, quite an epic scale was Heroescape. And our friend Tyler had that game and he would set it up in his living room and we'd be this huge gong show. I don't know if, if you... All the listeners have played Heroescape, but you make the landscape what you want. You see you... games now trying to say like, oh, it's a three, you can make it 3D, which is super cool. This is a 3D no, yeah. game. You, you build I the I have landscape. never played, but I've seen you guys set it up and play, oh, it's and it's crazy. crazy. You can build whatever you want, make the train however you want with, well, the limited pieces. But I have two huge totes of it sitting on the ground uh, behind us. All sorts of landscapes, too. Yeah, and you can build it tall and small and wide and lakes and lava and all these things. Ice and snow. Mountains, it's cool. Yeah, and then you you pick a team of these random characters. Like, there's, there's like, World War II, like, soldiers versus, like, these lava monsters. (laughs) And, like, whatever you want. Yeah, and, like, there's so many of them. And it was crazy. We'd have these huge, long battles of Heroescape. And yeah, that was, that was something I really loved in those early twenties uh, years. Um, but also another thing I played a lot of in, especially in or at work was Texas Hold'em poker. We used to play <laughs> that work. every lunch oh, hour. Lunch. Yep. Okay. Okay. So you're not skipping class, not skipping no, work. No, you're playing it on your lunch no, hour. We used to play it at, at work a lot back at the nursery in the good old days. And we, we had a group of eight, 10, 12 guys wow. that would come every lunch and we'd, we'd sit around playing. Sometimes we'd have one game, more two fun games lunch going. hours than I did. Oh, they were great. And, um, yeah, it was great. We'd play with quarters and nickels and random things. And I actually but, yeah. used real money too. Nice. Yeah, no, it was cool. I mean, there was, yeah, just kind of a running pot would be going, but that was kind of, yeah, kind of the way things led, uh, through our early twenties. Um, and then, we had a son. We, we got did. married. And we, we, had a son. <laughs> we got we got married in 2008, and we had our firstborn son in 2012, in October. We and did that following summer. We had planned a trip across the world to Finland to see our friend, the guy that had uh, the guy that had the HeroScape. He. Um, was working there. Yeah, he's like one of my, or if not my best friend. On a video game. Uh, yeah, he he uh, was uh, the lead singer in our band, and he was just this ultra uh, 
funny, incredible, funny, uh, <laughs> super nice, yeah, guy. And he ended up uh, writing scripts for video games. I know he's actually working in LA, writing scripts for movies. And but yeah, when he was living in Finland, he was doing the video game thing. And we went out there to to meet him, and we brought our uh, at that point eight month old <laughs> son with us to Finland. Yeah. Um, We're and, like, well, this is the perfect time to go. Well, yeah, it actually was, it right. did work well. We stayed with them. We stayed with them. He was tiny. We could kind of throw him in a stroller and go wherever we needed to go. Um, and it seemed to work. But it was on that trip to Finland. That, that we had our right. eyes open. Yeah, we had an <laughs> awakening in Finland because we were in, we were staying in Helsinki. We were all over the place. We were to several countries and whatever. But in Helsinki, um, they... They were really into board games. There was, within, I want to say within a couple kilometers, there was four or five board game type places there. Not just board game store, but stores that also sold board games. So up until this point, I didn't know there was such a thing as, like, board game only stores. Like, I had only seen games in Walmart and, you know, um, Superstore or Zellers, you know, like, only things like that. And so you basically had those um, Hungry Hungry Hippos, Monopoly, Trouble, the the typical games that you saw. That's all that I knew. I didn't know there was this entire other world of amazing games. Well, yeah, in in Finland, we, we got off the tram and we went to this kind of shopping area and we saw the store and i think it was called it was, it was the it's the company that made eclipse lotta palette or whatever it's called i'm pretty sure it was the their store at the time and we went in not we had no idea what it was let's be clear uh we just saw you know th- stickers on the windows and we could yeah. see see cool looking things in through the glass so we went in there and i could see magic on the wall and i was like, oh that's magic the gathering and i remember looking at the art on the new sets at the time so that's back in 2013 and being like wow the art on this looks awesome and it looks so cool and i was like, oh man i would you know i loved playing that game back in the day i still have my cards i was thinking to myself you know i had nothing to compare the art to having no. never heard or played of it but i did think the art it just was pretty cool <laughs> amazing and it just really was like oh i'd love to start playing that game again and I kept thinking to myself, why did I even stop? And I remembered all the things oh, I just discussed. Oh, right. Yeah. High school, middle school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an option. But now it was an option because I'm a grown man. I can do what I want. <laughs> and I, um, so, you know, I was, you know, so I remember standing there staring at the, at the magic for a while. And you were kind of wandering around in the store. And we just started seeing, like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And well, that we started really chatting cool. up the, uh, the yeah, guy the, working there, the to guy be honest. There. Yeah. He's like, hey. Explain some of these games. If you uh, if you could recommend some games, what would you recommend? And he, yeah, he started um, Carcassonne was one that he Carcassonne, talked to us yep, about. Yep. And well, he's like, but have you heard of Eclipse? And we're like, no. And he's like, oh well, Eclipse is brand new, and you know it's one of the best games in the world. You and they're playing it like right behind me over here. You should come take a look. So we we went and watched. Went over yeah. and watched, and I'm like, holy! Like, like, what is this? This is what a board game is today. <laughs> and the, you know, there's the spaceships and all the things going on, and people throwing. You're building dice. your own board with hexes. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The modular board. And like, yeah. What is going on here? And so we talked to him for a while. He about told that. us about a ton of games. Yeah, he was going through like game by game, yeah. explaining this and that. We ended up asking him um, if you could pick like one game. 
like if if you were going to suggest one game for us to take back to Canada, what game would it be? And yeah, he Oh yeah, he was all about Eclipse. 100% was Eclipse. And now that looking created back created by a Finn and yeah, you know, I didn't polished understand, everything. but it was their store. Yeah. So that company was the the company that owned that store is the company that published the game yeah. Eclipse. So it was like I had no idea at the time. And they've since moved from that location to a bigger location, still in Helsinki, but uh, just a bigger, better, better yeah. version than the one we were at. But yeah, we were in on the on the ground floor with Eclipse. For he sure. gave us like a history lesson, actually, in games and and how certain games like Carcassonne and um, and Catan, Catan, like yeah. basically revived the board game industry and yeah. and you know how and so we're like what this is crazy and yeah we we left with a few games that day <laughs> i know and i remember when he pointed at Catan, he's like have you played Catan?" i was like no but then it, it struck a chord with me where i remembered i was oh i've seen that and i've seen these kiosks pop up in the mall <laughs> yeah with this on it and i had no idea what it was when i was looking at it and i didn't quite understand that it was an actual board game with expansions because they didn't know what expansions were at that time <laughs> and so he's like yeah this is a really really popular game and like and i was like oh I, I remember seeing it but no i've never played it so i was full-on blown away i was so blown i'm like i love games that nobody ever wanted to play and yeah. now i'm just so excited at this this new world <laughs> yeah and our buddy tyler uh that we're staying with there he had been had his eyes opened uh while living there as well so he'd had a few at his house so we'd uh, told him when we got back from that uh, little shopping trip, being like, man, have you seen the board games and stuff? He's like, yeah, I got a few over here. And because, like, you know, Finn people were big into games, so he was getting big into games. Yep. And there was a few at his house that he that we played. And one was um, City of Horror, which was just the, oh. the most fun I've had with a board game. At that point, I was just absolutely was just floored. Totally different than anything yeah. we'd ever played Where before. You're, I don't know if anyone's played it, but you're... You're playing as a character in the middle of an apocalypse, and you're downtown in a city in the city streets. It's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah sorry, a zombie, <laughs> a zombie apocalypse, and you're in the city streets, and you're trying to survive x amount of rounds, and you've got to get some antidotes and things, and you're going in and out of buildings, and um, these waves of zombies will come through, and they they'll start knocking down the doors of a certain building, and then whoever's in that building, say me, you, and someone else in that building, we have to vote between the three of us to kick somebody out into the street <laughs> and right. they die. Yeah. And then you feed that. them to the zombies. <laughs> and, oh, it was just awesome. We had a, like a, we had the Walking Dead soundtrack on while we were playing it and it was just like so tense and awesome. And yeah, that, that game opened my eyes and so did, what else did we, oh, we played some of those those fun ones. The, we uh, had bought a couple um, when we were at the store and brought them home that he had that the store um, attendant had had suggested, right, like that's right. uh, Ghost Blitz. Yeah, Ghost Blitz, awesome game. Yeah, so much fun. Where you have to grab an item. So so there's like five items. Yeah, there's five items, like different a blue colors. Book, a green chair, red chair, a green red chair, yeah, red green bottle, yeah, a white ghost, and a and, and a gray mouse, and a gray mouse, yeah, yeah. and a cart a cart will get flipped, and. You're either looking for the one that matches or the one that doesn't oh, the one exist. That doesn't, <laughs> yeah, the doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, it's just the strangest thing. And everyone's like struggling, looking at the card and looking at the things in the middle. And you're like, oh, and your brain is breaking <laughs> and you, you grab an item and you're like, no, that's wrong. And you have to put it back. And then you and lose the you card lose if you card. don't. You basically have to, uh, you have to cut your nails before you play yeah, this game. Yeah, because people get stabbed. They and get scratched. Bloody. All in yeah. fun. But, you know, that and Jungle Speed. Jungle Speed is another one. Style game where yeah. you got to grab the 
the token in the middle first, but I, I love uh, Ghost Blitz. That game's hilarious. And my son, uh, our oldest, beats me all oh, the time at this man, game his already. Brain, He's hey? unreal oh, how he just analyzes his stuff. And, oh, and it's crazy. <laughs> He's on it before I've even half figured out what I'm looking yeah. for. And then we played like Small World for the first time there. Um, yeah. We were both, neither of us kind of, well, th- to be fair, uh, one person that was playing that game had like this epic combination where we just got trounced. Oh, so I think it was kind of super broken. trounced. Yeah. yeah. But so we had a bit of fun with that. King of Tokyo we played That's over right. there. We did play that there. Yep. That was a fun game too. I love dice. So that yeah. was, that was so, a ton of fun. <laughs> So, needless to say, we came oh, I, back with... I totally forgot. Like, I played Yahtzee a ton when I was a kid. Because oh, yeah. I just said I loved dice. Like, yeah, yeah Yahtzee yeah, was Yahtzee another was staple yeah. that I played, but... But yeah, we Sorry. left, we left Finland. <laughs> we left Finland with, I think, almost one of each of those games. So, Eclipse is a gigantic game. Like, the board is big. So, oh, yeah, we huge. had to do a lot of reshuffling around the suitcases yeah, to like try to fit, behind and to fit that in there. That but, but we did it, because it's well worth it. Yeah. So... Yeah, Finland was a huge eye-opening for us in the board game world. And, you know, when we got back from Finland, that's when a lot of things really started to change for us oh, man. in this hobby. That's it when was, the fun started. Yes, that's when it's really <laughs> when the ball started to really get rolling. Um, the, it, I think it was like I'd been home for mm, three, four, five days, and I had ordered a huge box of magic off ebay <laughs> yeah that's right you got right back <laughs> yeah. into it you, and i was like he i came don't out, care you actually he came out and he was like hey Anna marie check this out and he brought me i'm not kidding you this white box yep with uh it had classic card uh, white card box yep, yep. It had Magic the Gathering in his, like, middle school handwriting. He had colored it and everything. Yep. <laughs> and he was like, check out these cards. And they were his old cards from middle school. Yep. And I was like, wow, I how have I not ever seen these? I don't know if you had them here, if you had to go to your parents' house and get They might have been at my parents' house. I don't know, house. but I'm he was just sure. like, yep, I'm, I'm bringing this back. <laughs> yep, and I got right back into it full swing. I mean, I got right back into... Uh, the newest sets. I was deck building. I was going to tournaments. He even tried to teach me, and you did. You I, you played. I did. I'm terrible at it. No, I tried, still and I I still play. Like I, but I just get confused. I don't know why I can't wrap my head around. So can I block with this guy or can't I? Yeah. And you know, like it. Yeah. But yeah. we. I did. I got full back. <laughs> full into back. It. I was into doing it. drafts and everything of magic. But then we were also buying um, games at a. A decent clip. You know, we'd buy a game every I started I started seeking out game stores here, yes. seeing what That's when we discovered you know, we have. Um Yeah, that there was two board game stores yeah. in Kelowna, not just one, so we discovered another one. And you know, our our buddy Kurt, he he was getting right back into it the, kind of the same as us. And yeah. he was buying games on a, a little bit more frequently than we were, so we were getting to see these other games. There was three three up front that he he bought and introduced to us uh, were Lords of Waterdeep, Cosmic yep. Encounter, and Alien Frontiers, and we played you these three games. You must have got to play Cosmic Encounters because I haven't played it yet. Really? Yeah, I've never played it. But Lords of Waterdeep, I did, but not Cosmic uh, Encounters. I don't know. We, I, don't know. I mean, we have Cosmic Encounter yes. right behind us. Yes, <laughs> but, but I still have yet to play. Yes, there's well, yeah, it's my wall of shame. There's a lot of things in our house <laughs> that we still haven't played, and that's one of them for her. But mind you, yeah. I've played a lot. 
but yeah, we did. We, we played a lot of games with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was really getting into the hobby. Same with us. So we were kind of playing things with him a lot. And we were starting to look at games and we were buying things like, um, what were we getting at that point? I could, you know what I started doing at that point in time too? Mm. You actually introduced me um, to the Dice Tower. Oh yeah, the Dice Tower. And that yeah, was... Yeah, that's when we first discovered that the Dice Tower even existed. Yeah, I realized that was a thing. Yes. Like, go figure. Um, these people talking about it on yeah. YouTube and, you know, like, watching them and like, and Whoa. showing reviews and all these games. So... Thanks a lot, Dice Tower, because yes. um, you we made both. me spend a lot of money. <laughs> and it may sound sarcastic, but really, thank you. No, I'm because yeah. I found so many games, and I still love watching them. They're so much fun to weekly. watch. Uh, and yeah. but like I, it, it got me um, games like Oniram. Yep. And uh, Stone Age, Kingsburg. Those yep. are kind of the first ones. Yeah, yeah. But like, Kingsburg. and about a zillion other ones. <laughs> oh yeah, we but, we like, would it, watch the reviews and then yeah. seek out the game and. And I found that it was fun. It was fun to watch people talking about these games, fun to see these games that yep. existed. Oh, yeah. And, oh, it was awesome. This is back in, in the good old <laughs> days with Sam Healy. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we liked listening to Sam. But, um, yeah, we did. We, we still, to this day, watch Dice oh, yeah. all the time. Love we really, really, really like those, uh, that group over there. Um, but then, you know... We, yeah, we started playing games regularly. Like, like good games, regularly. We'd, we'd play... Weekly, I would say, yep. kind of, you know, once a week we get together with Kurt and, oh, geez, at that point it was kind of the three of us. Yeah. Um, and then a couple others that would kind of come in and out. But then we we heard about Terminal City oh. Tabletop Convention. We heard about Vancouver. conventions. <laughs> yes. So we never heard of a gaming a tabletop game convention. convention. Oh, the only convention I had ever heard of up until that point was Comic-Con. Yeah, Comic-Con. Well, that yeah, was it. That's the yeah. only ones that I, the only one I'd ever heard of. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard of anything in this industry, and no. I was like, well, I didn't know that this existed. So no. I'd never heard of Gen Con. I'd never heard of Origins. I'd never heard of BGG Con. None of this stuff. And then I heard, I don't even remember how we did. Kurt tell us about Terminal City. He might have. No, I think you found it. Did I? All right, I okay. think you well, did. Either way, we we discovered that there was going to be the this inaugural tabletop convention in Vancouver which is, you know, a three, three and a half hour drive from where we're at right now. Essentially a hop, skip and a jump yeah. away. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we're like, wow, we're going to this. Like we bought Canadian tickets. distance, eh, yeah. about four hours away. Yeah, Canadian, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We found it. We, we, we found that we're going to this. We're going to support this. It's and Terminal went. City Tabletop Terminal Convention. City. Yep, Terminal City yeah. Tabletop Convention. And uh, the organizer is Shannon Lentz. And... This guy, oh my goodness, he put on a heck of a convention. What a nice guy, too. He's he's so awesome. Incredible, dude. We've met him on several occasions because we've gone to Terminal City a million times. We've gone every year since Since it started. Since it started. I I was just so confounded. I was like, conventions are a thing for board games? Like, what do you do? I I had no idea. I was like, what do you do at a board game convention? Is it just buying games? Is it just playing (laughs) games? We don't know. So we went down to that, that first year and... You know, we got in line and we got our tickets and we get through the door and we see this big open. Well, okay, it wasn't huge. It was it was in a it was in the fireman's banquet ball, I believe. I believe that was the in, first one. Yeah. In uh, is that that's by that was in Burnaby, I think. Doesn't matter. I couldn't. It's tell all you. Vancouver. Um, and we in and around. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And it was just, it was a relatively small banquet room. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a it fair was size, it but was it was full. packed. It was sold out. Yeah. And there was, there was a, there was dozens of tables, people gaming. And, and, and then in two or three areas around the outside were some, uh, what do you call them? Uh, people selling stuff. Oh, uh, vendors. Vendors. Yeah. Um, of several local Vancouver game stores were selling uh, I spent a little games. bit way too much money yeah. on that convention. So this is the first time that we'd experienced <laughs> that kind of scenario. We're like, wow, there's just, there's just games for sale and there's, there's people everywhere. With a baby. And we had a baby, yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. Because he was only a year and a bit at this yeah. point. So he was long for the ride. Yeah. So we had him and we were in and looking at games and trying to play games while trying to feed him with a bottle and, and <laughs> trying to do all these, you know. He was a trooper. He stuff. was awesome. Oh, yeah. He was always good that way. Yeah. But we, we went and we played and we bought some games. And that's where we first saw uh, Seven Wonders and uh, Patchwork. Yep. And The Duke. Yep. And... We would always go and um, be like, oh, what's what's a good two-player game? You know, give yeah. them your license and they give you a game and yep. you go and play. Okay, and... let's try this out. You know what I found out about the conventions? I, I fell in love with the gaming community. Like, oh, no. it was... It was amazing just seeing all these people just loving and appreciating games and having fun. Um, the way he had organized it, you know, you'd have the, you know, um, I need help learning this game. You'd put yep. up a little flag. Someone would come teach you or we need another player or, you know, things like that. And it, it was just so much fun. It was it was such a great experience. Um, yeah. And we, and yeah. another cool thing about that is we started meeting people Yeah, that, because around here there was no one really played. There wasn't many um, that we knew of that we were aware of at the time. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that back. There were yeah. people, but we didn't know them. And, uh, but there was a couple of people that we met from Vancouver Island, I believe that we saw for the first three years or so in a row. And we'd, we'd kind of sit back and game with them. Yeah. It was cool yeah. seeing them year after year. It was and... Warren and, I'll think of it. Steven. Steven. Warren and Steven. Yeah. If, if they're listening, those two were great. Hey, guys. Um, and their, their two kids actually were great, too. That was where Warren was playing two games at one time, playing oh, with Warren us and then amazing. playing a kid's game with he his could, kids. Yeah. He yeah. was, well, one of the years he was teaching us Terraforming Mars. He had a copy and he brought yep. it. And he, he was the first person I've ever seen with a copy of Terra, Terraforming oh, Mars. Yeah. And that he blew me away. He was... He was playing Terraforming Mars with the group of us, and then he was playing another game with his son and in between turns and, like, keeping up with both of them. And I'm like, you're amazing. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. So Terminal City became a mainstay for us. Where Definitely. We would, it was one of the main things we were looking for, forward to every year. Oh, I get so antsy. Oh, I know. I take, like, a one day off of work, and I felt like I was going on a two-week vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's almost here. And we would come home with just a trunk load of games. And... I remember in 2016 specifically where we were starting to really get into hype about things and like new games that were coming and we were kind of starting to understand the industry and, and the publishers and designers. And that was the year that had Scythe and Terraforming yeah. Mars and the first time we'd heard of Star Wars Rebellion. Right. And we came home with all <laughs> three of those because on our way out of the convention, we stopped at every board, right. board game store in the lower mainland and got we all did a of lot of driving because they the were next to, next to impossible <laughs> to discover um anywhere they were sold out everywhere but we went into every nook and cranny in vancouver and we got all three of those and took them home yeah we did a lot of driving yes we did yeah. but it was worth it oh yeah well worth it but yeah um 
Yeah. I like the conventions. You got to you got to play test games. They had boot he had um, you know, people set up there who were um who had created games and they were play testers. Like yeah. we play tested yeah. um Get Off My Land. Yeah, that was when we first kinda heard about Kickstarter too. Yeah. Because Get Off My Land was a local Vancouver that's first fish. I yeah. think first I think fish so. was a Vancouver um production company that had a game called Yeah, Get Off My Land about this farmer and pigs and fences and things. Yep. And um yeah, they, they let us play test it and then they're like, Yeah, if you want if you like it, you can back it on Kickstarter starting whatever date and we're like, yep. Oh cool. So that was kinda I think that was the first game we kickstarted. And yeah, that was kinda neat. That was fun. It, it was neat, um yeah, playing with the people who kinda created it and and got get to play test it and yeah. on that note too, um not part of the convention, a little side note, but um well I'll wait till later. I think you're gonna you're going to kind of introduce it and I'll be able to okay. slide it in. Well, yeah. Okay. On that note. So Terminal City, a huge thing for us, but it was, it was those years of, of Terminal City that really got me interested in reviews and just talking to the community in general. And that's when I started getting way more involved on Twitter and on YouTube, where I'd start to do some reviews of games and some playthroughs and some uh, unboxings. Just kind of, I don't know, just <laughs> figuring stuff out. I don't know. Just playing around basically. And I started end up ending up getting a couple of games for reviews uh, through that, which was kind of kind of fun. So and I guess just... I can slide it in a little quicker than I was expecting oh, to. Okay. <laughs> it was kind of that, like when you started um, your first channel, uh, we um, kind of through that we um, got to meet the creators of Vikings, uh, the yeah, high, high yeah. roller games Here in Kelowna. Yeah, and uh, that was cool because they invited us out and we got to um, we got to meet them and and play Vikings with them. So playing yeah. again with the creators of a local game gaming yeah. company like that was pretty neat and for those of you out there that like deck builders vikings raid and conquer from high roller games is a diamond in the rough it's a if lot you of you can fun. find a copy of it and you're a deck builder fan you will enjoy this game yep i agree um, it's based on like dominion style gameplay and you won't be disappointed i i actually prefer it to dominion i know that's not a popular <laughs> thing but no one's played this game you know like not a lot of people have played it yeah. it's got a hugely high rating for a game that you know nobody really knows about yeah so i i highly suggest if you can find it play it but yeah so through twitter and youtube um is where i actually <laughs> it was a very funny story i'd been following um boards alive and boards alive is a huge well for us a huge gaming podcast right and i knew that he aaron the the main uh, host of boards alive was living on the west side but he didn't know i was <laughs> and i commented on his stuff all the time and and blah 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 and i don't think he really was paying too much attention to me because i was only had you know whatever just a small account yeah a little, and, little uh, fish yeah little fish and, in the big um, sea. <laughs> i remember he had some games for sale and i said i would buy uh it was inish that i was buying off of right it. yeah which he is a sucker for selling that to me <laughs> so um <laughs> because, too late can't take it back inish is an amazing game if you haven't played that but that being said um i remember he i said yeah can i swing up you know i'll, I'll buy the game off he's like oh how about how about we meet at the pub in Kelowna and we could play a game and you could buy it off me there I'm like, oh okay sure whatever so i go out there and i meet him at the pub and we're playing a game and i buy the game off of him and we start chit-chatting and stuff and it turns out that he his wife Lindsay, uh who is was uh, was on the show. I don't think she does it anymore, but it's a girl I knew that I grew up with from 
And you did, too. I actually yeah. was on. Yeah, we played ball together, yeah, which is so, kind of funny. <laughs> and I remember that night, I was I was like, yeah, I know Lindsay. Your wife's Lindsay. He's like, yeah. And then, so he's like, oh, man. He's like, well, if Lindsay, like, she's the one that told me to go out there because she didn't know if you were a serial killer or not. <laughs> and that she didn't want, she doesn't just want random people come into the house that she doesn't trust or whatever and he's like yeah we didn't have to go all the way to out to Kelowna just to make this transaction you could have come to the house so it was kind of a funny story that way and I got to know Aaron and Lindsay and Quentin uh who used to be on the show as well uh really really well and their friend Brendan as well yeah. and yeah we've, all we've good played oh, awesome people <laughs> we've played a ton of games I mean they've come to Terminal City and you know and other conventions with us I've been on Aaron's show mm, three or four times I think about random things and yeah so we got to know Aaron really really well um and uh, boards live we've we've worked with you know played a lot with with them over the years um but then there was another crew um so Chris Morris who is now a part of the what you've been playing Wednesday's podcast whoop, whoop. cast <laughs> uh another Canadian he's right from here right in Kelowna and he messaged me on Twitter one day saying hey like we got to play some games because we'd been chit-chatting back and forth about random things about games. I don't really recall exactly, but it's like, yeah, you should come out and play with the Kelowna crew one day. And and one day I did. And I went out there and I brought along Blood Rage. And I uh, I show up at the door and he's like, yeah, we're going to play at our other, fr- our other friend's house. Another Chris, Chris P. We're going to be at his condo's uh, multi-purpose room kind of thing. So you had to get buzzed in or whatever. And so I, I met Chris Morris. He came and let me in and we met Chris P. And uh, they're like, man, this guy brought blood rage. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, you're welcome anytime. And so I ended up playing with them a lot. Yeah. I, used, I used to go out to Kelowna kind of once a week it's at one point for a good stretch there. It was a lot yeah. that I was heading out there and playing with them. And uh, there was other Chris C was out there and Brian. I told him he should refer Chris's. to them as a Chris 1, Chris yeah. 2, and Chris 3. <laughs> yeah. Chris Morris, Chris P, and Chris C, and Bryant and a few other people. And we were playing lots of great epic games. And then some nights we'd play lots of smaller games. And at this point, Anna Marie wasn't really um, I was at home side with by the side <laughs> with me. Yeah, she was doing more of the. Yeah she, she, yeah, she took one for the team for sure. And she was she'd always let me. The kids uh, appreciate play. it. But, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I did a lot of that myself, but but she... Yeah. I, I still was, played a lot of games. Yes, I was always happy to stay home, absolutely. But, um, yeah, so we played a lot with that group and a lot with the Boards Alive crew, mm-hmm. and um, from there, we got to the announcement that Shucks, right. Shut Up and Sit Down, was going to be having their own convention... And it was going to not just be in Canada or BC, but in Vancouver. Vancouver. And it was called Shucks. And that was in 2018. And I was just giddy at the thought of this <laughs> convention because I'd, I'd started to dabble in in knowing who Shut Up and Sit Down was. And at this know. point, we had found out that conventions were a thing. Yes. So we knew about so we bigger knew about, conventions. About, yeah, we knew yeah. about things like Gen Con <laughs> and all these things, Essen. but they were a pipe dream, right? <laughs> yeah. About like, oh, these are things that are out there, but we'll never be able to attend. But sure enough, this one fell right on our doorstep and shut up of, shut up and sit down of all people. Right. Chose Vancouver, Vancouver 
for their their show and we were like oh my goodness i wanted to go so bad both of us wanted to go yeah. so bad uh, but we were like oh, i don't think we can really do this year couldn't really make it work financially because it was quite pricey it was i mean and it's the trip down there the staying down there yes. not just the cost of the ticket no, like no. it's it's all the other costs it's the hotels well. and and the everything but um i got a, an email or no it was on twitter and i saw that mercury games was looking for people to help them demo games in their booth at shucks and i was like mm, okay so i threw my name in, in the hat and they contacted me and they said yeah do you want to come work with us and i was like absolutely <laughs> absolutely so i was like oh man all right so i got a free badge for shut up and sit down or for shucks and um and then it turns out that chris p one of the three chrises was actually the event manager for shucks so cool for shut up and sit down um and he was the the guy managing the entire thing so this guy from Kelowna was managing shut up and sit down's convention in vancouver that i'd just been playing with at random yeah. and he's like hey so you're going to the convention eh?" and i was like yeah i'm actually going to do this mercury uh booth working and game demoing and he's like hey would you want to do a video playthrough of the reckoners and i was like absolutely because he's like you and aaron yeah <laughs> are like the only two people that i'm kind of aware of around here that have any experience doing video playthroughs and i was like absolutely so <laughs> i somehow i ended up like going down there working with mercury games in their booth demoing container which is a top 10 game for me which you had played a lot I before a you went down there. So yes. you were like, oh my gosh, yeah. I get to go down there and I get to play and demo this game that yep. I love. Yep. It was just perfect. So we played, yeah, we played lots. Uh, I demoed Container with, with Mercury Games. I met them down at the convention. I was working their booth, seeing meeting all sorts of people coming by the booth. And then I got to do an official shut up and sit down <laughs> gameplay video of... The Reckoners, which was a really, really cool new game. Absolutely. Um, that came out at that point. And, yeah, so all of a sudden I've been, you know, really immersed. I actually want to play it right now. I know. I've, <laughs> I've been really, really immersed into the into the the culture. Yeah. Out of kind of nowhere, you know, working with Mercury. And then, so, at Shucks, yeah, that was that. But then, and it was kind of their first kick at the can of running an enormous convention and um it went all really well and everything but it was kind of straightforward they did their panels and they did a few things and there's lots of gaming and and a few publishers including mercury and but then mercury asked me if i wanted to go with them to bgg con i was so shocked yeah and <laughs> not, i was like what not that you know that they would ask but kind of that they would be like yeah. hey you, you obviously made an impression. You had done yeah. a really good job because you were passionate about Container. You had done a great <laughs> yes. job. You loved the game. Yeah, I you think know. I sold a lot of copies of Container. Yeah. So they're like, man, you should come with us to, to BGGCon in Dallas in, like, it was in, was like, like two months. Like, like Dallas, Texas? Yeah, or it was only, I think it was a month later. It was, it was soon, yeah, shortly so like, after. I think 30 or 40 days later, I was on a plane on my way to Dallas <laughs> to BGGCon to work with Mercury Games. And that was the first time i'd uh been to texas other than an airport and yeah i found myself in texas and i was working with the the crew there in 
uh, with Mercury demoing container uh, at BGGCon. It's hard. I wanted live updates all the time, but he was busy working, so I had yeah. to wait till he got home for the night. Exactly. And um, it. Uh, what should I say about B- BGG? Um, yeah, working with Mercury was was a lot of fun. But this was this was the convention that I got to see and meet a lot of people uh, that I was starting to really understand who were the who's who and what's what in the in the industry. And not that, I mean, Shut Up and Sit Down was a big deal, obviously. Because I met Matt and Quinns while I was there doing that as well. Um, but being at BGG and meeting Matt Leacock. Yeah. Right? And I hadn't, I, it didn't dawn on me right away uh, as to who he was until I heard him talking with one of the guys from um, from Mercury. And I was like, oh, that's, that's the pandemic guy. And also, <laughs> the not pandemic, just the pandemic guy, yeah, <laughs> but also the the author or the designer of the Forbidden series, which we're in love so with. Good. So that was kind of like, you know, star struck territory for me. And also meeting the one and only Canadian zone or Canada's own Rodney Smith from Watch It Played. I met him there as well. So cool. Yeah, and that was really really cool. Oh, I, I didn't get guy. to chat with him long, but. Um, yeah, he was, he was a great guy and that was pretty cool to see. Um, yeah. So BGG, oh my goodness. Just seeing whirlwind, all the faces. Like super yeah, whirlwind. Cause I was in and out in like four days or whatever. Yeah. Right. And just, oh yeah. Had the and best was, barbecue of your life. I side did. note. Yeah. I did. Uh, what was that? The crazy eight or something? I don't remember. Oh, goodness. That was something else. They took me to the steakhouse where you could smell the smoke from like a kilometer away. And the, the steakhouse was so smoky that it wasn't allowed to be in like the city limits in, or in something. In the commercial it was, area. Yeah. It had to be in the industrial area. <laughs> and it was just insane. But um, We digress. <laughs> yes. It was awesome. But BGG was an incredible experience. Um, would love to go back to that. Because it was really low key too. Like it was like, it was very, yeah, low key. It was, it was kind of broken up into a lot of different rooms. So it was very calm and quiet-ish for that many people. And a lot of gaming going on. That's where I first saw uh, Keyforge, because Keyforge was being yes. Keyforge was being. Um, I was excited about Keyforge because I could not wrap my head around Magic, yeah. and I would get beat so bad. And I was like, "Oh, yep. you you only have one deck, and you can't add to it, and yeah. you just have to play with what you get." I'm gonna like this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we we. Uh, I told her that, oh, man, the Keyforge is being released this weekend, and they got it here. It's here. And so the all of us uh, uh, people that are, like, vendors and publishers and stuff were able to get into the grounds, into, like, the that area two hours, I think, before the public. And I went over to that booth. I was like, hey, man, like, I need some Keyforge. And he's like, <laughs> we're basically, like, side dealing. He's like, all right, all right, just... Just, uh, yeah, just just take three and, and leave. And, and then I was like, okay, like, I'm going to come back for more. And I ended up coming, like, every morning I'd go there because he'd get a, he'd have a fresh stack of them, yeah. right? And I was like, all right, just give me three more, three more. And he's like, all right, fine, here's three more, get out of here. So I, I remember leaving. I, I think I brought home, like, 20 decks be- between like, me, you, and Kurt. There was, because yeah. he wanted a bunch, too. There's a few. And, oh, yeah, it was awesome. And, uh, but, yeah, Keyforge being announced that was a big deal that, that was, was another big exciting deal. thing yeah. yeah and that's also where i got to play the new fister game the uh blackout hong kong oh, right. yeah which was really really cool 
But yeah, from uh, BGGCon, um, that led us on to Terminal City of 2019, where I was so into Keyforge <laughs> that I ran a tournament of Keyforge yes. at Terminal City. That was fun. And that was really, really that was cool. a lot of fun. All the Kelowna crew came down for that Terminal City, and like Aaron and Quinton and who else was involved in the tournament? Was Scott in the tournament? Yeah, oh, I and so. I haven't mentioned Scott yet. So, so um, Ooh, yeah. there was a board game. Uh, there was no board games being sold on in West Kelowna yeah. at, at all. Aside other than, from big box know, stores. Big box dumb stuff. <laughs> and this, this one guy opened up this random store in West Kelowna. In the, when was this? This was like Oof, I don't 20, remember. Mm, 20, I'm terrible with, with time 17, and years 18, and ages. 17 and maybe. And he, he opened the store and it, it was kind of like a party store, but it also sold, sold board games and legit. Yeah. I had games. never seen anything like that before. No. It was like a, a nice high-end like dollar store almost. Yeah. Like it had really more high-end yeah, stuff. Yeah, neat stuff. Like it had, it yeah, like it was a party really store. cool. Yeah, yeah, but then it had this like section of crazy Toys good board, board games. games. Yeah, just had legit board games. Yeah. So I remember talking to the to the owner and, and chit chatting, and he's like, "Yeah, I just moved here and we opened the store." And I he come he came from a family of guys that did dollar stores, but he wanted to kind of do this thing on his own. And it was and, very different. It wasn't yes. a dollar store. Like, no, I'll make no, that no, no, clear. No. It wasn't a dollar store. It was, but he he opened the store, and I chit chatted with him a lot, and then. I talked with our crew here, like, man, we should just invite this guy to play. Like, it seems like he's looking for people to play with. And I decided to go against my usual... I, I, I'm still, to this day, I'm dumbfounded. Because you are a very quiet yes. person. Very until Until people get to know you. Yes. But you, uh, like, you actually approached him. I did, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, good for you. I did. I was like, hey, man, like... I know you like games and you know, you know, I like games and maybe do you want to come and play with our crew one day? And he's like, absolutely. So Corey was his name and he, yep. he started is playing. his name still. Yeah. Still his <laughs> name. Uh, he, he started playing with us a lot and he, and he started like, also a super fun guy. Yeah. Bringing games from yeah. the stories, like anything you want to play, we can just take it off the shelf. We'll open it up. We'll play it. I'll just, I'll just buy it off we myself. Bought, we bought a ton of games from there. Oh, yeah. We bought Which is awesome because it was a now a local store that sold legit board yeah, games. Just down the, you and, know, the, you know, oh, man. three minutes from our house. And then through Corey, he's like, hey, like as we played with him, he's like, there's this other guy, you know, I've been I've been talking to through the store and he wants to play too. Do you mind if he comes to one of our game nights? We're like, oh, sure. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. And, yeah. And Scott. Uh, is his name, and he showed up. Another great guy. And another fantastic guy. The best board gamer I've ever played against, actually. And he... Oh, so smart. He, oh, yeah. He just dominates. <laughs> Everything he touches, he dominates. And But you never feel bad losing to him. No, ever. but you're always trying to beat him. You're always too. trying to beat yes. him, because he's so smart. you beat so him, smart. you win the game, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, that, there's another two great people from Kelowna, Corey and Scott, that we gamed with every week for months and months and yeah. months and months on end. The pandemic kind of threw wrenches and you things, know, into but, everything. Yeah. But another great couple, uh, a couple of guys from uh, from Kelowna. But yeah, getting back to Terminal City of 2019, running that tournament. Yeah, I think Scott was in it. I think so. Yeah, and yeah. so was Corey and Quinton and Brendan. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah. but it was awesome. And some uh, random guy from from Vancouver ended up winning that tournament. And I was giving out T-shirts and and uh, there was a board game store sponsoring it and they was giving out packs of Keyforge and just a great great time and um, 
yeah, so that was that was Terminal City 2019. And then where did we go for, to to Shucks 2019? We did go to Shucks yes. 2019. I got to go. So yeah, we yeah, Anna Marie <laughs> came and we just I wasn't demoing anything. We were just full on at the convention. That was fun. And this was and they had picked up their game tenfold from the first Shucks. I mean, yeah. it was the same size roughly, but they had sorted things out and they'd organized it into an incredible amount. And they had some guests there that was insane. We we got to sit in front of Isaac Childress, yeah, um, who, you know, of Gloomhaven fame, uh, and we were huge Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven yep. people. We'd been playing like 130 hours of Gloomhaven at this point, <laughs> and we got to sit and listen to him announce, um, and I was tweeting out live from his conference about gloomhaven jaws of the lion right and how it's just like this whole different spin on gloomhaven being a it small neat listening, 50 yeah. game where the board is the book and it was a much more uh friendly version of gloomhaven and uh just the coolest experience and but yeah it was fun to listen to him it was it was fascinating listening to the creator there and then we got to you know see lots of other people and publishers and things and i think that actually was your chris morris was um like kind of demoing his game he was yeah actually yeah. he was demoing several things a few there. things yeah just yeah. Like, like watching like people yeah, yeah, yeah. play testing or playing it with him right. and stuff which was kind of fun to yeah. to see someone we knew yeah doing that and um yeah so that was that was the next big deal but then i thought i think we should talk about cardboard conjecture so we're talking about norm ryan and ian especially norm here uh to begin with because norm from cardboard conjecture who is the What You Been Playing Wednesdays podcast uh, guy? <laughs> that, <laughs> One of the guys. Yeah, that One well, the no, trio. the guy that puts brings it to life, puts it together, does the whole meal deal. Um, I want to say narrator, but that's not the no, word I'm thinking of. I can't it. think of it. But he's the <laughs> host. He's, he, he's yeah. the host. Yeah, isn't he? Well, he's the host of their show. Yes. Yes, but he's the he's the brain behind bringing all these content creators together and putting together the Wednesday. What, so what you've been playing, been playing Wednesday uh, uh, show, but we met him through Aaron from Boards Lives at one of the Terminal Cities, not yes. the last one, but the one prior. And um, he he messaged me saying, "Hey, Aaron told me to message you because Aaron was going to be there like a day later than we were, but we were getting in the same night as Norm." And we got into town, and he met up with us at our hotel, and I think we went for dinner, and then we went to the convention found out he was a fellow flatlander yeah he's from <laughs> yeah the great flat saskatchewan yep and um yeah we met norm and we we he hung out with us for the weekend playing games with us and the and the boards alive crew and the Kelowna crew and yeah it was awesome and then from that point on um kept obviously in touch with norm and uh ended up doing some guest appearances on the cardboard conjecture show with him and ryan and ian talking about i think almost every episode had something to do with marvel champions <laughs> i can't i can't remember but it sounds about right to me um and yeah so we we did a lot of interaction online with cardboard conjecture crew and and uh that's when this past january or i think it was in december that we were contacted by norm and he said to or he asked if we would be interested in doing 
a separate podcast, a weekly podcast that would be uh, small segments, five to seven yep. minute type style thing about what games we were playing that week and just chit chat for All five, of, seven um, minutes. Canadian content creators. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's the thing. His whole goal was to be completely Canadian. And, and you I had your YouTube channel is. and your Twitter. Yeah, and... yeah. So he'd been seeing what I'd been doing and he knew that, you know, I could talk on a show if I had to kind of thing, right? <laughs> so I kind of knew sort of what I was doing. And so he asked if we wanted to do that. We said, sure. And so... Um, I was excited because, yeah. Um, yeah, it was something that I got to to be a part of too. And... Yeah, because I asked Anne Marie, I'm like, would you, because I was like, oh, I'm going to, I thought I was going to do this on my own. And by then I asked her, I was like, would you be interested in doing this with me? And I'm she's super excited. She's like, yeah, yeah. no, I totally was. Like, okay, cool. That'd be, that'd be great. Because I mean, this is in the middle of a pandemic. I'm yep. like, this might be something fun for us to, to do together. Yeah. And then it was, and we started, we, we started that January, that. This January. Or yeah, like this, this past <laughs> January. And it was every Wednesday since then, including what we recorded yesterday, yesterday for yeah. tomorrow's episode. And we have not missed a single week of that, and we're not going to. This is so much fun. <laughs> it was it was a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And we, um, yeah, we 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 it forced us to play a lot of games, a lot of games. I wouldn't say forced. It was more like it got us. Um, just been like, oh, instead of putting it, you know, on the back burner, the games that we wanted to be like, you know what? No, we're going to actually do this now, Yep. which was great because, um, you know, with the pandemic, like I had um, I had also started a, you know, a group with uh, friends yep. from work yep. would come over and we'd be playing, you know, once a week. And with the pandemic, everything kind of stopped. So it was great because uh, not great, but it we got to play a lot more together. And um, yeah, so it was good to to do that and we just started um the what you've been playing wednesdays we got we just started playing a lot more a lot which is games. fantastic yes. got us you know because like we every had... week we play at least one but most weeks i think we played two multiples just yeah, yeah. So we try to play a lot more of the game yeah. we're going and to we talk haven't repeated about, anything the only thing we've repeated technically would be marvel, marvel champions, champions where we talk about decks. yeah a new you know? <laughs> a new bad guy or a new a new uh you know big box or whatever yeah but generally speaking, we've been playing a whole lot of different games because of that series. And that led us to thinking about our my previous handle on Twitter. I was it was kind of things I liked, but it wasn't it wasn't streamlined enough. And I was trying to think of an idea on how to how to kind of rebrand what we're trying to do here. Yeah. And I'd come up with the Meeple Dungeon. The Maple and I, I brought, I came home and I was talking to Anna Marie about it. I was like, I really think we need to go in a different direction and really focus on what we want to be doing here and streamline things so that people aren't confused as to what I'm talking about and who we are. And she said, yeah, let's do it. So we, we changed up and we, we kind of flipped things on its head and, and, uh, we became the Meeple Dungeon about, I want to say in March couldn't tell you <laughs> yeah i think march or so so it's been Again, dates and time not my strong no. suit but it's been we've been going strong for a while now and uh yeah this here here we are now with the meeple dungeon and here we are at i would say roughly the end of our first podcast yeah long story long this long is story uh, long. this what is we how here? we got Hour here and 11 minutes chat i didn't so think it would take this long if you stuck with us thank you yeah no this has been a blast and we're uh, each our, our episode will not be this long. No, um, no. So don't but worry this about is that. An epic we're, story. Yeah, we're probably <laughs> going to be sitting more at about thirty-five, forty-five minutes for 
each episode ones. moving forward. But yeah, that's uh, that's how we got here. That's how we got here. And our gaming uh, background. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we're hoping to do this weekly, and we'll get a little bit more information out there going forward on our Twitter and YouTube channels. Yeah. But yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week. See you next Cheers. week. Cheers. Bye bye.